Welcome to Currency Shift, the podcast where we showcase and share insights from first, only, and the disruptive. These are people who are creating new lanes and carving new paths for women, people of color, and diversity and inclusion. My name is Shade Simone. Let's get started. All right, we have Ladoon in the house. Hey, Cheers to, to you. Morning. Thank you for having me. Oh, yes. I see y'all trying to get this out of here. <laughs> we want the truth. Nothing but the truth. <laughs> this is truth serum right here. <laughs> yes, yes. Don't tell too many people. Give us a brief little uh, summary of who you are and what you're about. So um, I'm Ladoon Thompson, um, owner of Cover by God Clothing, a brand which started two years ago, but uh, transitioned into Cover by God from Body of God a year ago. Um, growing brand, partner with um, DJ Envy. Um, took we took time to build this brand up because we wanted to be able to like create a faith based brand for believers all across the world and not specifically uh, just Christian believers but people who believe in God overall um, and just to create some type of unison and um, I guess draw to faith alright Yeah. I love that I love that I love that so let's take like 20 steps back right because this is where you are now and this is where you're you're aspiring to go beyond that, and we'll dig a little deeper into that later. But take us back to the beginning. Like, when you were younger, what were some of your childhood aspirations and dreams? Um, I mean, I've always – I'm an actor. So mm-hmm. I'm an actor, uh, writer, uh, executive producer. But, I mean, I went to school for theater. I went to the Performing Arts High School in Newark. And from then on, I went to Keene University – even though I hung out at Montclair State University. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but theater is my uh, first love. And and I think from there, I don't know how I ended up in, in fashion, though. Like, I always watched friends of mine create fashion lines. And yes. this was never something I thought I'd be in. So, you know, it's, it's dope to be here. You know what I mean? You can always tell people your plans, but then God's plans always trumps that, so... Yeah. That is very true. So talk to us a little bit about Newark, New Jersey. Like, is that where you were brought up? or? All right, talk to us so if I gave you the baseline of it. So I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Um, so then, you know, I uh, stayed there until I was about six, seven years old. And then I think I had, like, one incident where, like, I got, like, um, I got in trouble in school for, like, pulling, like, a fire alarm or something. <laughs> and, and African parents are just automatically like, at this time you must go back to Nigeria. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they, you know, they think it's a punishment, but I didn't know though. Like I didn't even yeah. know. They were just like, you know, we going for the summer. That was five summers straight. Like we ain't even, co- <laughs> I ain't even come back. So, um, but no. Then after I went to Nigeria, then we moved back. Um, don't even ask me how we landed up in Newark, New Jersey. But I feel like my pe- pe- my parents just was like. Let's find the cheapest plane ticket to the U.S. and <laughs> <laughs> and they got to Newark and that's and they just decided to stay in Newark. So um, yeah, I went to school. I went to St. Rosa Lima in Newark. Started singing there, um, and then I went into arts high school for as a vocal major for the first two years, and then uh, what kicked in? Uh, what is that? My voice changed and <laughs> puberty. <laughs> puberty kicked in and I couldn't sing anymore and I didn't know what to do and I took a in the summertime I, I was part of the um acting children's theater while I was a vocal major. So I was like, Man, I'm just gonna be a drama major. So I went to drama and I loved it. From there graduated. Um when I graduated from high school I was like, Man, I'm an actor, I'm gonna be rich. I'm not going to go to college. Who needs to go to college? You don't need to go to college to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, first two years, that didn't quite work out. I was broke. My parents was <laughs> like, if you're going to live in this house, <laughs> you got to go to school. So then I went to Essex County College, which I was dreading the whole time because that was like the bottom. That's like 
that's where your your guidance counselor recommends to you when your grades are low. Like you go to Essex County College, but oh, Essex wow. County College was like a great opportunity to. Everything was like a building, uh, was building, building block, foundation yeah. for me because, you know, I got to meet a bunch of people that I can't and you know I'm so grateful to have met. And from then on, I went to King University, got my bachelor's degree in performing arts. Um, then after that, you know, um, finished. I haven't. I never even picked up my uh, <laughs> diploma from King University. I don't even know what that thing is, but. Yeah. I I mean from then on while I was while I was at Keene I started throwing parties. So okay. then parties kinda became my thing. Graduated. Then I was like, you know, to this day I still would recommend anybody who's going who's in theater to go to theater school though. Like theater school is amazing. It's a great mm-hmm. opportunity to um, you know, perfect your craft, you know what I mean? Talk to different people, meet other people, learn the history of acting. Like it's one thing that separates me from somebody who just jumped into acting just because you know, they don't know different acting techniques and different breathing techniques and different movement techniques, things I learned mm-hmm. that you can't learn overnight. It's just stuff that you got to work on. Even now, I still got to get back into classes just because you got to keep sharpening your tool. Um, but, yeah, so that's pretty much my story of, you know, uh, Newark to Newark to Atlanta to Nigeria or whatever. So. Nice. And so the thing about it in season one, we had a lot of um, – people who are first generation or second generation um, uh, children in the United States. And so it's good to hear that your parents were open enough to allow you to go to school for like theater and acting. No? Wait, let me stop you right there. <laughs> Tell us about it. Talk to us. I don't even think my parents knew I was going to school for theater at first. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was coming back home with math books, acting like I was going to school for like uh, accounting and stuff like that. And I just... I think my parents came to the graduation. They was like, and the performing arts department, Ladoon Thompson. My parents like performing arts. <laughs> Is this what I spent my money on? <laughs> um, I, I can see my father over there. Like, don't give him the diploma. He doesn't deserve it. <laughs> oh but, uh, wow. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was cool though. Like. Uh, but yeah, my parents weren't so like happy about me going for acting because they just felt like there's no money in it. What are you gonna do? You know, they you know Nigerians they want you to be a teacher. I mean, a, a doctor, lawyer, mm-hmm. or something in finance. You know what I mean? So, so you kept that like hidden very well. <laughs> yeah, man. All the way I'm, up until graduation. You know what? I had to do. We got to a certain point that I just moved out, but they still like they still. Uh, thought I was going to school for something else. But I moved out. Um, I was throwing parties at this time. It's like, really, like, it's so funny, like, to jump into the party life and nightlife and to get to this place where at one point you're making $12 an hour to, you know, literally, you're like, you're doing one Tuesday night a week and you're making $2,000. You're like, what am I going to school for? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I'm waking up at I have an 8 a.m. class in movement, and I just party till 4 a.m. in the morning. Because mm-hmm. after you party, you go to the diner or you go to the chicken shack. We're 25 years old. You're hanging out, standing outside mm-hmm. with your friends, just talking, laughing. And, you know, we're living the craziest life at that time because literally the craziest things would be happening. Like somebody would get shot down the street. But it was so norm to us coming up in Newark mm-hmm. that it was just like, you know, you wake up the next morning like, yo, last night was crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and then on top of that, having to be at class at 8 a.m., literally a movement class, that first thing you have to do in that movement class is they tell you to lay on the floor and relax. Mm. I always used to wake up and people would be standing around me like, <laughs> Ladoon, get up. I'm over there. Like, I'm I'm knocked out because I'm so tired from the night before. So you just be in the class, your movement class at 8 a.m. just I, sleep. Yo, I have a friend of mine, Lynn. That's how we got became friends. But yo, she used to always have to used to like nudge me to mm. wake me up because like literally I was coming in to sleep. Oh wow! It was the worst class to have at 8 a.m. in the morning because the first thing you do, the first 15 minutes is like meditating, mm. and I would sleep through the meditating always, all the time. Like it's a given. Mm. So how did you transition from uh, finishing school to doing the parties at night to having essentially a clothing brand? Like, tell us about that part. 
I think after college, the uh, party life continued for a while. I was still doing acting. You know, I worked on a lot of projects. Um, I actually wrote some series, but I was just, um, it was just, I, it wasn't a lot going on for me at the time. And then, you know, things happen. Like, you know, I think life, life takes us to, through different things so that to get to prep you for the next. So from party life, um, got into a relationship mm-hmm. um relationship was for a while so the party and the relationship thing started kind of working out together but then relationship um you know things happen relationships but you know for me at that time it was a it was a rough moment because even the party life slowed up a little bit um you know you get to see i think Sometimes when God wants you to go a certain way, like, you know, he mm-hmm. has to get your attention. So he got to pull certain things from you. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. And just got to a point where I was with nothing. Like, the parties wasn't working. Um, I was dealing with, like, the, you know, uh, just being, tw- I think I was 30. And I was like, man, I you know, party's not working anymore. I'm going to auditions, not getting. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting roles here and there, but they, you know, I, it's really a starving actor. Like, mm-hmm. you know, your friends are seeing you on TV every day, but your check was one twenty-five for that gig that mm. that they saw you on. They're seeing you on TV every day. They're thinking like, oh, you got paid twenty-five thousand dollars for that. You know, he mm-hmm. made so much money, but um, realistically, no, that wasn't the story. So, like, you know, just going through that, and it just got to a point where I was like. Um, just being a creative. Being a creative, your mind's always going to come up with something, no yes. matter what. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even when you're on a, on down on your luck, your brain's going to come up with something that's going to get you. That You could be right at the end. Mm-hmm. Something's going to, like, slightly pull you back up a little bit. And, you know, the shirt was really just like, all right, man, if I can create. I always thought about the fact that I would see a bunch of different brands, but none of them really clearly represented faith itself. Mm-hmm. You know, they may say God, but God, or they, you know, no shade to any particular brand, but I would just see them never really completely identify with, you know, the faith and never have a face to it. There's a com- yeah. bunch of companies out there that have religious faith-based shirts, but there's no face to it. Nobody to really emphasize what the um, objective of that brand is, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like what I did, what I wanted to do. So I, you know, I said I'm gonna make a couple shirts, see what happens. Made a couple shirts, thought I was going to have a hit, did not have a hit. Mm. <laughs> I was like, literally, all my friends support it. But, you know, I just kept working, and then um, it was a certain point in time that it just started to kick off. You know, certain people asking here and there, yeah. and it was like getting around a lot. And um, I remember the biggest thing was like I uh, started the company, LLC, the company, Trade Park did. I was like, all right, cool, what's next? Um, so I gave DJ Envy one shirt. Um, and this is the the shirts that you were already had worked out was the My God versus My Yeah, Enemies. That was that the was original. It. That was the original de- first okay. design. Yeah. So we did that. I did that, and I gave Envy one, and he wore it a couple times, which was big for me at that time on the Breakfast Club to see it, like, with different people. He would wear it. Hold on, wait. Think- Let's take a step back a little bit. Like, how did you and DJ Envy even cross paths for you to give him that shirt? Throwing parties. From okay. The history of throwing parties, like, I always booked DJ Envy. I booked the Breakfast Club. When they mm-hmm. first started, I was, like, one of the first people booking them to, as a group, yeah. to host parties. They even got to a point we were throwing parties together. So we had uh, established a good relationship, and we were, um, you know, we were cool. And what year was this? Which part? The the parties you, or the you and uh, DJ Evie throwing M- parties. DJ Envy was probably two thousand and six. Two thousand and six. We started okay. two thousand and six, two thousand and seven, from college parties to mm-hmm. club parties to um, just you know weekly events here and there. All right, and then you created the brand when? 2000, and what's this, 2019? That was like 2017. 2017. So 2017 was your first time actually giving it to DJ Envy and saying here. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. So you guys crossed paths from basically doing the promotions. Right. You and him. What happened after you gave him the shirt? I mean, like, what ha- that so what happened you? was, um, like I said, I, I gave him one shirt and I saw him wear the shirt numerous times. Like mm-hmm. I saw him wear it a bunch of times. And I kept thinking to myself, like, yo, 
it's crazy that I gave him one shirt, and I would see the shirt, and I would look like, yeah, that shirt look raggedy right now. But I said, I got to give him another shirt. But <laughs> he was wearing his shirt constantly. So then I was like, man, I should ask Envy to partner up with me. But I was like, but then again, I remember when I was going through it and building a brand, the first thing I said when I spoke to God about it, I was like, you know, I wasn't going to give just go to somebody and just bring them onto something that's not completely aligned with the same mission and same objective. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I prayed on it. So I prayed on it one night and I swear probably like the next morning I got a, it's crazy. I, I don't even, that's what you call divine intervention, I guess. Mm-hmm. But literally I got a text from a mutual friend of mine in Envy that said, Hey, Envy was uh, wondering if you were interested in partnering up with the brand. And it was like 6 a.m. in the morning. So, you know, I just literally was like, okay, that's got to be God. Wow. You know what I mean? So, you know, after that, we spoke, we linked, we had a couple meetings. Um, and then we moved forward as such, you know, and uh, we worked, became partners in the brand. That's, that's an amazing story, uh, just to talk about patience, right? Because at any point during that time period, because you were at a very, very low point, from what you're saying, that you have this idea, this divine intervention kind of happened that mm-hmm. allowed you to partner and just kind of like thrust the brand forward. Absolutely. That's that's really, 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 really interesting. So once you guys launch it, everything's good. You have the shirts, you have Instagram, everything's kind of like moving forward. During that process from when you essentially launched 2017 to 2019, how did you juggle and deal with the struggles that come up with starting such a faith-based brand? All right. So real quick backtrack to something you said. Um, even in that time of trying to build a brand up, there was a lot of things that I had to do uh, personally that I was doing at the time and I think played a big factor. And I can say still to this day, it's just a lot, all about like the energy that you um, and the things you think about and what mm-hmm. you focus on. And what you pray about and what you fast on. Like, at that time, I was doing that, like, constantly. Mm. So, um, and I always tell people, when you get to a certain point, like, if you're praying, fasting, thinking things, you know, things start manifesting the way, you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. I was watching, I think it was Oprah Super Soul, and she was talking to Michael Beckwith, and it's just talking about that you get to a certain point of, like, when you start thinking, praying, fasting, focusing on certain things, and and your objective is pretty clear, like, it'll get to a point that you think something and it'll just happen. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that, you know, even now, to this, right where I am right now, I don't do it as much. Mm. Like, I know for a fact I could be way further because I don't, I do pray a lot, but I don't, you know, maybe I don't fast a lot, I don't meditate a lot. I, you know, sometimes I used to meditate once a day, you know what I mean? At least once a day, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But you start getting to those places. Those are the, those are the things that helped catapult me to where um, I needed to be at the time. So now you fast forward to now, like, you know, the, the ups and downs of building a brand, it's just like it's time. It's, it's um, time away from family. It's time, um, you know, it's a lot of, like, groundwork. It's mm-hmm. mo- early mornings, late nights. It's mess ups you mess up you order more shirts than you needed you have you think one particular shirt is going to be a hit and you order a bunch of them and it doesn't yeah. work you have designs that don't work you have a bunch of designs that you just never release and then you mm. wait one day and you see somebody else with the same design mm. that you thought about just because you didn't move on it fast enough because you second guessed yourself and doubt and fear plays and you just got to eliminate those things to be honest and you just got to do it because you know, more than ever now, I just see how quickly, like, people, you know, people pass away. Like, you know, yes. being in your 30s, yeah. um, you get to really see, like, how fickle life is. Like, you know, people just die every day. Like, and it's just the simplest, like, mm-hmm. thing. So, like, more than ever now, it's just, like, when you're um, going through certain things, you just got to, you know, keep pushing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. for me, it's like learning. You learn no matter what, failure is going to hit you in the face. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. if failure helps you get to the next level because you fail at something, you know what to do, what not to do next time. It's a building block. You know what I mean? So I just think that in process, um, one of the biggest things is that, you know, is just pushing towards failure. You know what I mean? Like, 
get ready to lose here and there. You know what I mean? For me, that's been the big thing. Is just like, and still now to this day, I learn every day. Like I'm still very like, before I drop something, before I move, I think a lot. Sometimes mm-hmm. we overthink things. You know what I mean? You just gotta trust that you that you've done the work that you do. You know, make sure you're doing the work. You know what I mean? Even me, sometimes I know for a fact that I could do more work, but yeah. it, you know. That's where God steps in sometimes, you know. God will assist you sometimes. And then God sometimes will let you fall flat on your face because sometimes <laughs> like you get you. sometimes you get overzealous and you don't yeah. um you don't do the work. You're just like, yeah. Oh yeah, things are going great, so I'm gonna release this shirt and everybody's gonna buy it. No. Mm-hmm. What next? Now you gotta plan more strategically. Mhm. Yeah. So I, I love I love your story right now. I love how you're you're talking about everything from the struggle to faith to divine intervention to how, you know, like some of the things you're being very vulnerable with and very honest about how you could be further off, but you may not meditate the way you should or you may not do X, Y, and Z the the way you think you should. How do you deal with the mental health aspect of everything? Mm. Uh, I have a therapist. (laughs) Yeah, I've only seen him like twice though, but <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> having a therapist always, is good. <laughs> it's always good to see I have a therapist. You know what I mean? But um, you know what it is though. I think that for me, the mental health thing, the mental health part is, it's, it's. You know, I think I'm. Everybody thinks they're pretty good. Everybody thinks they're okay. Everybody thinks they're fine. Um, but we're all dealing with a bunch of demons within mm-hmm. ourselves and triggers and things that make us fall short here and there. Um, and just growing up, like, as African-Americans, we deal with so much. Like, just being African-American, being mm-hmm. a foreigner, being um, a black man, being a black woman, being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. being dark-skinned, being light-skinned, mm-hmm. whatever it is, we deal with a bunch of, like, stigmas that, um, you know, that trigger certain things within us but um for me just being an entrepreneur i think one of the things that you know you deal with you wake up with anxiety daily it's 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 a crazy amount of anxiety that you wake up with and it's just like how you deal with it Mm -hmm. and figuring out what are certain triggers for you um what you know if you know for a fact because you're always going to wake up as an entrepreneur you're always going to wake up with the devil on your back in the morning yes like you wake up like oh my god (laughs) <laughs> I have to, there, like there is no money train coming my way. Like I'm still building a brand that's depending on me to get up out of bed right now, or else nothing else is happening. You know what I mean? You're not just gonna wake up. You know it's cool. Like you start a brand and it's cool in the beginning. You see, like you literally sit what you pray for. Like I, I remember praying that I would be able to make money in my sleep. Mm-hmm. So I get to a point now that, like, you know, wake up, you see the PayPal's coming in and people ordering stuff. But then also midday comes the bills, comes the lawyer fees, here comes the trademarking fees, here comes you need to order stuff, here comes invoices for things, here comes. And you look at your account and you're like, you know, I literally can sit here and say, like, here's a simple thing. To imagine making, saying to yourself, oh, my God, I made 100000 in the first three months of the year. Mm-hmm. And then you look and also notice that you spent $95,000 on expenses. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's just different things when you start a company. Trademarking. Yes. You know, I I remember realizing that I was looking at, I had to look at how much I paid this lawyer one time. I was like, wow, I only spent $20,000 on lawyer fees. Mm. Just to not have the, you know, it's just certain things that, and it's something I'm working on is like a workshop for entrepreneurs that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just, you don't have to make certain mistakes. In the beginning, because you know, you go to the biggest. Somebody says like, you need to go to this particular lawyer because mm-hmm. they're a big name lawyer, but when really they're trademark lawyers that would do it for less and make it quicker because they don't have a million cases that they're dealing with. They're yeah. focusing solely on yours to make sure that your trademark goes through. They know what to do to eliminate the time, and they know what to tell you. Like a lawyer will tell you to file an application, send it through. You send it through. Next thing you know, um, they send something back like, oh, the USPTO has rejected it because it wasn't like this. But when you deal with a trademark lawyer, before you even send anything out, they're like, you need to fix this, you need to fix this, you need to fix this before we send the application out. And then they send it out, and they get it back real quick. So you're Mm -hmm. not spending 
you know, bunch of money on um, lawyer fees. fees. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's just things you learn in the process, though. I think I, like, lost my train of thought where I was going with this, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're talking about the whole, like, mental health aspect. Oh, mental health. Back to yeah. that. So I think, like, you deal with anxiety. So, like, a lot, for me, a lot of times, as an entrepreneur, I have a bunch of entrepreneur friends, and we sit and we talk. And just talking to each other is, we're therapists for each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You learn and you see that, oh, shoot, you trip about the same thing I'm tripping about, too. And sometimes it's hard, but, you know, sometimes everybody has to go through it. Everybody mm-hmm. has to go through their own process because you can't teach anybody. Like, you can't tell anybody to calm down when they're stressing about, like, you know, finances or bills. Yeah. The same way, like, you can't teach anybody that stuff. Like, you, you got to let them go through it. But you mm-hmm. can tell, you know, you can try and give, like, encouraging words, you know, advice to them. But or some type of it's hard, though, yeah. because people, you know, when people are going through their things, like, they need, you know, they need money. That's <laughs> what we need. And they also need They don't need to, your like, words plan. right now. So it's like, you know, when dealing with that, I do tell people to go see therapists. You know what I mean? Luckily, I have friends mm-hmm. who are, like, somewhat therapists to me. I have, um, you know, I am very intact with my faith. You know what I mean? No matter what, at the end of the day, I'm always going to be like, you know what? God will hold no good thing from me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's just remembering those, like, certain things you got to read certain scriptures you can't read like scriptures itself specifically if you read the words of god there's certain things that like emphasize that you know god will not leave you and they're also like god is good is a phrase you see but that's not a biblical phrase like you know what i mean you need the scripture phase phrases to kind of like help you those are good phrases to use but at the same time for me i need scripture sometimes to Mm -hmm. get through so, and just dealing with the mental health thing, I think that a lot of times I tell people, definitely need a therapist. Mm-hmm. Definitely good to see a therapist because we're unpacking a lot of stuff mm-hmm. as African African American entrepreneurs. We don't have the same, we don't have the same avenues and access that certain and other people do yeah. have in advance. You know what I mean? It's easier for them. People are more welcoming. For us, it's a little harder. It's harder for us as black men. It's harder for us with black as black women. And I think in that time and that process, we're, we're also dealing with everybody's dealing with childhood issues, you mm-hmm. know, abandonment, yeah. rejection. Yeah. You're dealing with things that you've never spoken on to anybody. Um, and sometimes it just makes you be like, you know what I mean? I don't want nobody to like help me with anything. Like, you know what I mean? Because you don't trust. Like, even me being an entrepreneur, I've had tons and tons of times I've brought people in. And I don't know how to be a boss, I tell you that, because I'm mm-hmm. so like friendly. So I'm like, you know, you're going to roll with me, we're going to go out, you know, we're going to make moves together, but you're mm-hmm. my assistant or whatever it is, but I don't know how to tell you and talk to you in that tone. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to create that fine line of who you are. So you give it two, three months, they talking to you like, like they the boss. Like, <laughs> so then, or they like, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, yeah. or people turn on you that are close to you. And you don't understand it, and it causes this anxiety. Like, I understand, like, literally I had a conversation with somebody that I understand when you get to a certain level. I understand why these people just, like, off themselves. Yeah. I understand it because if you don't have grounding, like, you're like, yo, everybody's out to get me. Mm-hmm. Everybody, no matter what, everybody's going to turn on me somewhere. I just, you know, I tell, I tell people all the time, like, but I'm just used to it. Like, I don't get mad anymore because I understand it. Like, I understand that they don't understand my purpose. You know what I mean? They don't understand where I'm going. Sometimes it's jealousy is, is, a, is a hard spirit to deal with. People, mm-hmm. like, it jumps on people. It's a real spirit to me. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, somebody, like, you'd be surprised. Somebody sitting that, that you're cool with. Like, I think your friends, your lovers, your mothers, your uncles, aunts, that jealousy spirit jumps on them. They, they have no control. Mm. And they'll do things to you that'll make you be like, yo, this cannot be life. This mm-hmm. is not how I can move. I cannot trust anybody. If my own mother is going to turn against me, if my own brother, yeah. if my lover is going to turn against me, you're like, yo, you know what? I don't trust anybody. But at the same time, you also got to understand, I also have the same saying where I say, forgive them for they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. I keep that going in my head. So I'm always, no matter what, I just try to take it with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? I don't have no beef. We fall out. You, you're not mad at me or something. You can't express it to me. Cool. When you come, when when the time comes around, I'll still welcome you back. Yeah, you know what I mean. Gift and a curse, but you know what I mean. That's why you keep certain people around you to protect you from those things. 
Yeah, and it sounds like you have a lot of self-awareness as well, like just the fact that you're able to admit, like because a lot of entrepreneurs, it's hard for them to admit I'm, I'm not a good boss. Like I don't know how to uh, straddle that line between I'm your boss, we work together, but you work for me, but then we're also friends because I see the hard work that you're doing and I see how much you believe in what I'm, I'm, I'm doing long term. One of the reasons why I invited you to the podcast is because we focus on first only and disruptive. And there are a lot of faith-based brands out there, but I look at yours as more disruptive in the sense by the way you're promoting and by the way you're handling and how when you buy an article of clothing, you get this nice message. And each of the articles are prayed over, which was something that I found really like, wow. Like it's not just the brand. This is something that you truly are putting your, not just your faith into, but your your full self into. Am I right on that? Right. Yeah. And so the other part to it is we focus on social currency. So social currency is building social networks to gain access, influence, resources, and networking in the digital space that affects a person online and offline. And you do a really, really great job on LinkedIn. Your Facebook is great. Your LinkedIn is great. And your Twitter is great. Talk to us about in what ways has social media influenced or empowered you personally or your brand? Empowered social media. Social media is weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, let me tell you this. 90% of sales for the brand is definitely online. Mm. It's not hand-to-hand. New Jersey, New York, they're not even the biggest, the, um, they're not the biggest, uh, I guess. Markets? Market for me, no. Okay. Um, like we have, like, California. We have, sometimes I'm looking on social media, I'm like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, it, and it's somebody I would, like, I'm looking like, I sent this person a DM. I hit them to, to see if they wanted it. They, you know, they got it somehow, some way. But um, uh, it's a job doing, I think it's a job doing Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those social medias. It's it's just a job. But Instagram is the, is the most effective one, to be honest, because it's what's hot right now. Um, Facebook, I'm working it. You know what I mean? I have a team now. So, like... Mm-hmm. You know, I have a team that works. So, uh, Facebook, Twitter, eh, I don't know. I wouldn't recommend. I still, I'm, I'm one of those people that still probably has to clean up my personal Twitter from <laughs> who I was in 2008, 2009. I'm like, some days you go on Twitter, you'll be like, he was wowing that day. <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. Um, but Twitter is, Twitter's fun. I think it's just a place. I, you know, as a person of faith, one thing I try to, make sure people understand it's like don't put me on the pedestal don't don't i'm not perfect mm-hmm. you know what i mean i'm still sipping champagne you know mm-hmm. what i mean i'm i'm you know i i love god but you know god i hate to say god knows my heart <laughs> <laughs> but he knows my heart though you know what i mean <laughs> like i i know that like it's 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 a journey just being um a person of faith cuz it's a constant walk you know what mm-hmm. i mean we fall short constantly so it's like it's 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 a journey like with social media i think what intrigues people is um that i'm like them you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like you know i feel funny saying this on here like you might still catch me at the strip club (laughs) but that's not literally i usually if it's because i have a friend or somebody that's celebrating a birthday i don't go to the strip club because ladoon wants to go to the strip club a lot of times, but if I have friends going, yeah, I'm going. I'm gonna go with you. But at the same time, it's so crazy. Like literally, I'll be in a strip club and I'll have my hoodie on. Somebody be like, the DJ will hop on. My God, where's my enemies in the building? <laughs> so you know, somebody will come up to me like, Yo, I need to get a hoodie from you. Yo, I like what you're doing. Yeah. Like you know, like a stripper will walk by and be like, Oh, yo, what what um you what church you go to? I want I've been following your Instagram. I want to go to your church. Yeah. it's crazy though. But it's the thing is that I feel like I feel like Jesus, when I look at Jesus, and I, I'm not comparing myself to Jesus, but mm-hmm. I'm saying when I read certain things and certain scriptures, like there were places Jesus went to and that people would be like, why is Jesus there? Mm-hmm. But I feel like all sinners are welcome. You know what I mean? That's the biggest thing. It's like I'm not judging anybody, any faith. I will hang up. My, one of my closest friends is Muslim, like, and I still mm-hmm. feel like, we find common ground on faith. We don't 
chop each other down. You know what I mean? I may greet them. I greet all my Muslim friends and I say salam alaikum. You know what I mean? Just yeah. because I know it's a greeting of faith. You know what I mean? I like to. Sometimes I partake in Ramadan mm-hmm. as far as like the 40 days of fasting. Not this year, though. It's just. It's, it's it's a busy season this year, <laughs> but um, you know what I mean. I think it's just important with um, with social media. I think what's drawing people in is just that people feel like that we're alike. You know what I mean. I'm not preachy. Yeah, you're you humanizing I mean? the brand. I still want you to understand. You can read the scriptures, and you know what I mean. And you can also there are also people who talk universe talk. At one point, I think I was very like condescending of universe talk mm-hmm. but I think if anything brings you closer to a higher being I'm with it you know what I mean and you know eventually like yeah I would love for everybody to be Christian but at the same time that's not the world is filled with different people that have different faiths and different yeah it's to me in my mind I still feel like Islam we're, we're serving one God you mm-hmm. know what I mean I just you know I do believe that Jesus is the son of God Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that it's so important that we find people stop pushing religion <clears throat> and push relationships. Yes. You know what I mean? Just people need to feel relationships with each other. We need to be able to talk. You know, I go to church on Sundays, but I don't have to go to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't have to go to church every Sunday. You know, I am the church. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I listen to... I listen to my boy T.D. Jakes. That's my spiritual dad. <laughs> Never met him. If y'all know somebody who knows him, connect me. Yeah. Uh, I listen to, it just depends who I want to listen to. And sometimes, you know, I read a scripture on my own. Um, I listen to podcasts all the time, make myself better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, like, I just think that it's just important for us to create the relationships, then push the religion. Yes. Church I is love good, that. though. Church is good, though. But, you know. The relationships, then religion. Yeah. Like, I love it because that's that's where it starts with the relationship. You have your own relationship with whomever you're worshiping or respecting in the universe or whatever religion you're about. But it's all about the relationship that you personally have with, with that <clears throat> as well as um, what you decide to move forward with and celebrate. Right. So if you, like... With everything that you've learned from your travels from when you were younger to being raised by, you know, your Nigerian parents to your college experience all the way to, like, everything you went through with launching and and sustaining this brand, what piece of advice, just one piece of advice, would you put on a post-it? I think this is, like, cliche, but I just feel like trust the process, just trusting the process because I think every I mean those three words are so like important but I think it's more than anything else it's like you know everything that happens to you is only strengthening you for what God has planned for you Mm. you know even the worst you know people have lost family members people have um, you know people have been Car accidents have changed their life. You know, um, sicknesses have happened. People around you have died. We've, you've, you've gone through financial stuff. If you lose your apartment, you lose your car, you lose anything. It's like anything that goes through. I think the biggest question always is going to be like, okay, God, what do you want me to learn from this? Mm-hmm. What do you want me to learn from this? Because God will, like, the crazy part is we don't understand that. Even if you get out of it and you don't learn the lesson, you're going to go through it again. Yes. And God's going to keep giving you the same test. And people Until always say, why me? Why does it always seem like me? Because yeah. God, I think the biggest thing is that you didn't learn the lesson. What's the lesson? I'm learning lessons daily. When it comes to when it comes to business, when it comes to uh, relationship, when it comes to um, just um, being an entrepreneur, being a human being, I learn lessons constantly. And sometimes I have to ask myself, did I learn the lesson? Have I really learned the lesson from that situation? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I trust. I'm one of those people where, like, I just say thank you. I, I learned that from Oprah. Shout out to Oprah. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but she was talking about, like, gratitude, just gratitude. And no matter what I'm going through, I always just say thank you. Because I, I don't know what the reason for me going through this is right now, 
But I know that down the road, I'll be able to look back and say, ah, I understand, God. Right. I see what you were doing back then. I didn't like it, but I understand now. Right. Right? And so this next round is our last round. is our speed round. And basically, it's I shoot off some questions for you. Lord. <laughs> and you just respond with whatever comes to mind. Whatever comes to mind. Okay. All right, you ready? Uh, for example, is it a word or a sentence? Like It can be both. It okay. might be both. Cool. All right. What gets you out of bed? Coffee. Coffee. What's your favorite band, artist, or group? Ooh. Uh, favorite artist right now is her. Mm. Yeah. Favorite drink? To my uh, faith. <laughs> communion, communion on Sunday. <laughs> Or Henny and Coke. <laughs> it's okay to like both. It's it's okay. You know? We live. Alright. <laughs> uh role models. Mm. Role models. Um So as an actor I'm still chasing Denzel right now. Mm. Getting back to work soon. Um as an entrepreneur, I like Scooter Braun. Um, he's Ariana and Justin Bieber's manager, but you know, he's, he's human. I like him. He's, he's dope. If you listen to what he talks about and like, sometimes I just bore people in my car all the time <laughs> and I'm listening to like podcasts. I know. <laughs> I listen to podcasts sometimes just because I'm, I'm, I like what he's talking about. You know, he's a person that talks about just, you know, the struggles, the ups and downs. Um, but then there's also Will Smith as well, too, though, because Will Smith's dropping gems as well. But, like, to see Scooter Bronze, he's in his 30s. He's he's still working. He's humble. And, you know, he just lets you know that, you know, failure is going to happen. So Yeah, I like the way uh, both are using social media a little bit more, especially Will Smith. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he's understanding that you have to be more than an actor. To a sense, like people want that exposure, they want the gems, they want to learn from you and uh, and have more access to you. Right. All right. Luxury item. Hmm. What's my luxury item? Travel. I can dig it. Favorite food. Spice shrimp. What? It's got to be spicy and shrimp. One of the two. Okay. Time out. I thought you were gonna say something about jollof. You know, because... Me a lot of y'all. <laughs> because you know what it is? I work out now just trying to, like, you know, thir- being 37, like, you know, the metabolism's not kicking as fast, so I have to duck gel off as much as possible. Okay. But I know it's always going to be there. You know okay, what I mean? And then it. I just have these moments that, like, it'll be the middle of the day on a Tuesday at 2.37 in the afternoon, and I would just be like, I'm going to eat this big bowl of gel off in my room, and I'm going <laughs> to lay in a bed, and no one's going to know about it. And then the next day I go to the gym, my stomach's like, <laughs> it's like I knew. <laughs> oh gosh! All right, um, favorite country to visit? Ooh, favorite country I've visited already. It could be, or, or a country that you want to visit. Mm. Whatever comes to mind. That's a good question. I don't know. That's that's. I mean, okay. I'll say, favorite country I've visited is Trinidad. Mm. Favorite country? Best way to give back? Just do it. You know, a lot of times what happens, we talk about giving back and we think about it too much. Just do it. It's, it's, just do it. You have moments when somebody's walking past you and your brain's like, I should give that person $20. And you think too much about it. Retirement place. Ooh. Wait, I don't know. To be honest, I think um, I like the idea of California, but uh, sh- I mean, looking at the way they talk about California, it's like California's not going to be there. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. If I had to retire anywhere, it's got to be. It's got to be nice outside. You know what I mean? I've dealt with my portions of snow and rain and. I can always visit snow. 
You know what I mean? I can always yeah. come visit New York. So I would think somewhere West Coasty would be dope as long as it's going to be above ground. I got to keep doing the research to see if it's going to be here. <laughs> um, outside of that, I would say Florida. All right, fair. Cartoon. Mm, cartoon. I mean, at some point uh, you I had a cartoon. Of, I mean, if Darkwing Duck was the first thing that came to mind. That's crazy. I don't. I, it's not even my favorite one, but I think I would say. Um, I would say. Uh, what is it? Uh, Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, okay. Dragon that's Ball Z. that's two two different like, genres, but yeah. yeah. But it's cool. Darkwing Duck. He Darkwing was really Duck fly. was just like it reminds me of childhood and fun and yeah. and just that place of peace. Coming home after school, pull your homework out, lay on your stomach. Do the <laughs> fill out, watch Darkwing Duck. It was like a special, like three part afternoon. It was like Darkwing Duck, something else, something else. Yeah. But and then Dragon Ball Z. It's like Dragon as an Ball adult, Z is this like is life. College, ah! high school, high school. You got the high school, and it was just like the cool um, yeah. cartoon to watch. All right, fair enough. Drama. What about it? What comes to mind? the hood <laughs> it's like nah drama um you know it's so funny <laughs> i would think about one of my favorite like i'm 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 a film buff so I, like i would think like favorite films would be like um like the notebook i mean it's, notebook's pretty classic um then about time if you've ever seen it if not, see it. Dope movie. Who's in About Time? I don't even know the actor's name, but it's funny that the same girl from Notebook was the. She was the same girl. Ah, uh, okay, okay, got it. Yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. It's fine. It's fine. That's okay. And then I, you know, also, but I like to put the. If you put the blacksmith, I, I, if I had to go, like, I like the best man, and then, um, I think Love Jones has a great like storyline to it too. Yes, Love Jones. That was classic. Best yeah, but man the best man was like, like dope. Yeah, because it shows you different dynamics of and blackness. It just, and, you know? and I think what's, what's so important about it is it shows you that, you know, you know the human side of it. You know, you fall short. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think that's the, the important part. Like, But I, I think for me as an actor and as a writer and as an executive producer, my goal is to produce more films like this Christmas. Yes. Because it's a feel-good black film. Like, we don't have a lot of those. Mm-hmm. We have drama-filled gang violence feel which is what we deal with but i think to encourage our communities i think that it's important that um that we see more of us being happy you know yeah. what i mean like we could take that you know i could touch the, i could touch on the cosby show but you know what i mean i don't want y'all your, your followers what? to like nice. come at me i think the cosby show is it's, still classic it's still a classic the different world yeah. creates that opportunity a different you, world is what made me want to go to a hbcu so badly did you go one Nah, my oh. parents are like no i'm still <laughs> might go to one <laughs> late but you know yeah. what I mean? it's like that was a, your introduction to like college life was via tv via uh, a different world than the Cosby Show. Like, yeah, the Cosby Show just you know two parent household. Like yeah, you gotta say se- at this point you separate the artist and the and the art. You know, yeah. what I mean? like I think that the Cosby Show was so so instrumental to who I am today. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I am a hopeless romantic. I am gonna play jazz in the house. Yeah, I'm gonna kiss my wife 98 times on the arm in one particular weird spot just because <laughs> I'm such a weirdo. Comedy. God, Jamie Foxx. Jamie the Jamie Foxx Fox show. show. What is happiness? I think that's really it. doing what you love every day. Being able to do what you love every day. You know what I mean? I think that's true happiness. And, you know, it just depends on what your idea of happiness is. For me, like, at the end of the day, eventually happiness will be uh, will be family life. It will be, like, mm-hmm. you know, being able to provide and change other people's lives. Happiness is seeing my friends and my family all together thrive, you know what I mean? To see people affected by your hard work, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's that's what the end goal is. I love that. I think that's a great way to wrap up that segment is, like, you never know the impact that you have on someone else. Is there anything else you would like the listeners to know? Um, No, I think if I – something I didn't touch on, I think if I had to say for any entrepreneurs – Mm-hmm. Just give it away. 
like when it comes to your stuff, give it away. You'll get it back. You know what I mean? And that's just like people like I know people start their brands up and they're just like it cost me at this much money to make it. I'm not I'm not going any cheaper. Give it away. Like it's gonna come like you're gonna give it to one person, ten people are gonna see it. If your product is you know if you know and trust your product, it's gonna come back to you. You know what I mean? You're sprinkling seeds everywhere. People just spend so much time holding on to stuff. You know what I mean? Even me, like times I have to like I have to find times during the month, like, to literally sit and find people to send stuff to. Mm-hmm. Just because it's, it's either you bought a lot from us, I'm sending you stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, or some days I'm just like, oh, we have a bunch of this stuff? All right. Somebody orders, give them every person who orders another one of these shirts. And they're opening their packages. And the gratitude comes back because mm-hmm. they're telling friends. They're, they're giving it to somebody to wear. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna, somebody else is going to see it. And they're also going to talk about your brand as well. They're going to mm-hmm. also say, man, I love this brand because I didn't even... It's like, can you imagine ordering sneakers from Nike and they send you two pairs? What? You know yeah. what I mean? Just give your stuff away. Give it away in, you know, in the beginning. Give it away. And it's hard in the beginning to say that. But, yeah. you know what I mean? There are people. Like, look, target people. Focus on people who you want to have your stuff on. People are too cool sometimes. and they don't, Their pride doesn't allow... I don't have any pride. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... I'm a, you know, I am probably too cool to ask to take a picture, but I'm not too cool to slide in your DM, or I will go to your page and I will see who your stylist is and I'm gonna send them a message. Can I send them some stuff? Send people yeah. stuff. And I and I like the way you're you're saying take advantage of social media because social media is access, right? Access. It's, it's just social media is also the devil, but you know <laughs> that's a whole other topic. Yeah, for another it, time. it goes two ways. You know, good and bad, depending on how you use it, and like the trolls out there. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show. This was tons of fun. Tell the people how they can follow you and connect with you. All right. So my regular Instagram, my personal Instagram is at I am Ladoon. Um, as I am L A D U N. Um, the business body is Body of God, B O D Y O F G O D. This too many drinks over here. <laughs> 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 um, Facebook, I'm Ladoon Thompson, L A D U N Thompson. Um, anything before 2008, do not look at my captions in my <laughs> posts. <laughs> and what about the website where the they can website make the is purchase? Covered by God Clothing.com. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining the conversation. To learn more about Currency Shift, go to currencyshiftnow.com. If you feel as though you fit the criteria as the first, the only, or the disruptive, send us an email, info at currencyshiftnow.com. Until next time, keep pushing, stay motivated, and stay encouraged.